0: My name is Kiara Ramirez and welcome to The Meadow. Hello everybody and welcome back to The Meadow by Kiki's Meadow. I am so happy to be here and I am so happy you're here and welcome to episode number 30. I am so happy to be here in my studio recording. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to bring you guys today's episode. Originally, I was just going to come on here to record an episode on resistance, um, and then I chose to kind of combine it with my Kiki's Meta book club on the book The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Um, of course, it made sense to just kind of combine these together, but it's been a topic that has been on my mind for a lot recently, so I thought it'd be great just to be able to combine both of them. <laughs> So, yeah, the reason that I even had this idea in the first place was just because I have been personally reaching a lot of resistance in my life right now, like I like I say, I share all the time, you know it's always that it's always that comparison of like when I begin to up level and when I am pushing past the brink of what I have always been comfortable with, and then I step one foot farther. And I always feel like I'm just hitting against this big brick wall of just fear, and not even even to the not even to the point where it's like super clear what the fear or the feelings are necessarily. All I know is that like sometimes I reach these points where I'm building shit, I'm growing, I'm really showing myself what I'm capable of, and I am making big moves in my business, in my brand, and then suddenly I just stop and i don't know how to move forward and in the past i would see these moments as proof as to why i wasn't worthy or capable or able to to do this shit you know to really create the brand and business of my dreams and Whenever in the past, I would fall deep into the destructive habits of taking that feeling of resistance, making it mean something about me, and then making that mean that my coping me- mechanism was to run away, to truly just run as fast as I could in the other direction and, you know, sleep in or just start mindlessly scrolling or not show up to my office to even do any of the work. And the biggest lesson that I have been learning that I actually really have been taking into action is whenever these feelings of resistance come up, running full force into the resistance, into what you're scared to start doing. And that comes through all the big important shit that we know that we need to get done in order to move forward and to move the needle forward into our business, our brand, our dreams, the project that we're working on. And it can feel so freaking scary to do so because at least in my own experience like what I have learned is that the only reason that it feels scary is because you're coming up against your own potential and you're at this point where you know what you're capable of you know what your potential is deep down in your heart you know what you are capable of doing and I think that the when resistance come up comes up it's kind of this like teeter-totter between like all right like it's time to show the fuck up it's time to really show up and show yourself what you can do And I think that the fear comes in from like this sense of just like number one, like losing your past self, grieving the past version of yourself, you know, who was in a different world, a different comfort zone. And then most importantly, being like, all right, like it's time to step up to the plate. And like that in itself holds a lot of pressure, I think. But if there's one thing that I have learned is that every single time without fail, when you show the fuck up in the face of resistance and you do the thing anyway, it grows you and it forms you and it literally builds upon your being and your ability to continuously keep showing up in more power. Like I take just the idea of like when I first started my podcast, like the amount of resistance that I had to show up to my office, to my desk, to my microphone was borderline unbearable at some points. And it was so scary. And, and not only that, but the times where it wasn't scary, it was just like so avoidable it was so easy for me to add a million more things on my to-do list that were anything but my podcast but every single time that i showed up no matter what even in the face of the intense resistance it 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 worked out this muscle within me that made it easier and easier and easier and easier and not gonna lie it's always has this level of you know of roughness when it comes to like getting yourself into the flow of things you're always going to reach, you know, different levels of resistance depending on what you're doing. But the feeling that you get after the fact of showing up anyways and doing the damn thing and loosening your, your flow and getting into it, it is the most satisfying feeling ever. Cause it's like, even it doesn't matter what you created or what you did. It's just the fact that you did it and that you showed up even when your whole being was telling you not to. I truly can tell that when I'm feeling the most resistance, it's usually right on the brink of my biggest transformation, my biggest up level. Haley Hoffman Smith, I don't know if you've heard of her. I've mentioned her a couple times on the show, but she posted a video the other day um, talking about how up leveling and resistance can feel like a stretched rubber band. And she like pointed, uh, she, she showed like the rubber band as she was explaining, demonstrating it. And it's like, when you are pushing into your discomfort and moving into a place that you've never been before. It feels like a a rubber band that's just stretching and it feels fucking uncomfortable. It feels really uncomfortable. It's because you're stretching and stretching and stretching, but eventually you're just building up the momentum to be flung forward into your next level self. But you got to get comfortable with the discomfort. And I really do feel like I'm feeling that now more than ever. And I just wanted to talk about it today. And the book The war of art is the perfect book club to get into this conversation so without further ado let's get into it so the first quote that i have here in my notes is most of us have two lives the life we live and the unlived life within us between the two stands resistance and that i feel like genuinely boils down almost everything that i feel like i am here to do in this world which is really being able to expand and be the light to show people what we are fucking capable of because there truly is two lives within us and our job on this earth i believe is to bridge the gap between where we are and where we are meant to go and what we're capable of going what our potential is to where we can go and that takes action you know that truly does take The discipline to really go out and go after your dreams, to go after becoming the person that you know that you're capable of being. So much of life can come in such serendipity and magic and awe, and things can be easy. They're meant to be easy. It's supposed to feel good in this journey, but that does not mean that it takes some grit from you to be able to interrupt your normal cycle and interrupt your normal comfort zone to go after your fucking dreams to go after the person that you know that you're capable of being all right my next quote here is rule of thumb the more important a call or action is to our soul's evolution the more resistance we will feel towards pursuing it we can use this we can use it as a compass we can navigate by resistance letting it guide us to that calling or action that we must follow before all others Oh, this is such a juicy one. I love this quote. And it's so simple and so fucking potent because genuinely there is this inner guidance within our heart and we have access to it constantly, no matter what our body, our soul is itching to pull us forward to where we're meant to be going. And hearing this quote just says it so perfectly where it's like, it's this balance of following the bliss, following what feels good and following what fucking scares you, following that, what makes your stomach drop a little bit. Because more often than not, the more afraid you are about something, the more important that it is for you to go after it. Because it's like, we don't get that scared for things that we don't care about. Like, that's just kind of how it works, right? It's like, you're not scared To become a doctor because like that's just not what you're here to do you don't really even care enough to even have fear because it's just not important to you even if you did pursue it it would just feel like this weird lost like energy of just like what the hell am i doing over here you know but the things that we are scared of means that there are little it's a calling pulling us forward to do the fucking thing that we're scared of and resistance plays into that so deeply where it's like The more resistance that we have towards something, the more important it is for us to go after it. The more resistance we have, the more important it is for us to do the thing. So remember, as always, cultivating all of the awareness that you can to notice these feelings. Notice when these feelings of resistance, of fear, of worry start to come up and ask yourself, why? Why am I feeling these things? Is it because it's something that is really important for me to do? What is this feeling coming up and how am I gonna push past it? Another quote around the same concept is, are you paralyzed with fear? That's a good sign. It shows you what you have to do. Fear is good, like self-doubt, fear is an indicator. Fear tells us what we have to do. Remember that rule of thumb. The more scared we are of a worker calling, the more sure we can be that we have to do it. And yeah, so pretty much just, you know, the same, this, this quote really is expressing what I'm talking about already, but like, it really feels like so empowering in a way to really be able to transmute the fear and transmute the icky, weird, sticky feelings around it. And kind of have that be something that lights a fire under your ass to go for it. You know, knowing that like the more scary something is, the more important that you have to do it is will both add this level of intensity and discomfort that might not feel great but at the same time being able to like like detach yourself from the emotions of it and really look at that as like oh this is this is the calling this fear means this is what i have to be doing and i think more importantly that kind of like really if anything it kind of eradicates that like imposter syndrome of like who am i to do this or like is this a good idea? Like, what should, What am I even doing? Because I feel like a resistance comes through a lot of those, those thoughts of like, should I do it, period? You know, it's like a lot of the doubt and fear comes from like, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this isn't something that I should be doing. So the fact that like, Fear can be that motivator and that indicator calling you forward to show you what you have to do. I think, if anything, can just validate and prove to yourself that you need to be doing this work and just trusting that fact that it is a fact that you need to be doing this because we can let our self doubt like overtake us a million times over again and again and again. But once you choose that this is what you have to do and just hold on to that truth and make every single decision based off of that truth, then you're gonna get it moving. The next quote that I have here is about resistance and love. Resistance is directly proportional to love. If you're feeling massive resistance, the good news is it means that there's a tremendous love there too. If you didn't love the project that's terrifying you, you wouldn't feel anything. The opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. The more resistance you experience the more important your unmanifested art project enterprise is to you and the more gratification you will feel when you finally do it so another you know another way of really expressing that like contrast right like the yin and yang like whenever there's some intense emotion it's usually because there's also an equally opposite emotion attached to it so the more fear you have that means the most more love that you have and i think that is another just really validating way to really just get really peaceful with the knowingness that this is what you are meant to be doing and that ultimately it's all love the fear is acting out of that love you know because you love it so much and it means so much to you that's why you're getting all this resistance and fear around it because it's just the contrast and the polarity that expands both sides So now let's get into a little bit of procrastination. Here's the first quote that I have around what he talks about. The most pernicious aspect of procrastination is that it can become a habit. We don't just put it off our lives today. We put them off until our deathbed. And if anyone doesn't know, pernicious means to have a harmful effect, just FYI. (laughs) And the next part of the quote is anything that draws attention to ourselves through pain-free or artificial means is a manifestation of resistance. So this is where our destructive habits come to seep in is anytime that we're doing something that just soothes us and numbs us and gives us this like false sense of serotonin into our brains is procrastination and it is resistance. Um, even though in the moment, it feels like you're satisfying some itch in your being that you want and it somehow it feels like it's good. at the end of the day, it never feels good. It never feels good to just push it off for instant grat- gratification. And again, it's the comfort. The comfort zone is so mis- misunderstood because the comfort zone is the most uncomfortable thing you could ever exist in. Like it feels like it's like scratching this like monkey brain part of your of yourself that like just wants to feel safe and okay. But in the long run, you are sitting in this like void of just untapped potential and your soul is not craving that. That's not what you really, truly want deep down. It's just the way to make yourself feel safe. And I feel like procrastination is a perfect example of just tricking yourself into just putting it off and off and off and hopefully never needing to even begin because beginning brings up these feelings of fear. So the next quote is, resistance doesn't want us to do this. So it brings rationalization. Rationalization is resistance's spin doctor. It's resistance's way of hiding the big stick behind its back. Instead of showing us our fear, which might shame us and impel us to do to do our work, resistance presents us with a series of plausible, rational justifications for why we shouldn't do our work. And this is the kicker because a lot of the times procrastination does not look like procrastination and it doesn't feel like procrastination. I... Uh, have been thinking about um doing a episode around creating versus consuming and i feel like that in my own personal experience was the perfect example of procrastination just hiding in rationalization so that could look like well i can't work until my entire house is clean and i've done the laundry and done every single dish it's like yeah i agree that like having a clean space will really fuel your creativity but if you're spending every single day cleaning And then running out of time and not being able to do the work, then it's meaningless and it's not actually cleaning to make you more creative. It's actually just resistance and just procrastination. Another thing that was huge for me was consuming because I would consume and consume and consume in the quote unquote pursuit of my creation. So I would use that as the rationalization. I was quote unquote working by scrolling Pinterest and making dream boards and visualizing and writing in my journal and in my mind it felt like I was being productive because I was doing something towards my business but week after week would go by and I would end the month with nothing to show for it and so at the end of the day it was not creating it was just consuming endlessly as a mask for my resistance but I rationalized it the same as any other thing the same way that you rationally rationalize cleaning your house or you know, saying that you can't do it because of this, because you have kids or your boyfriend got home from work early, or you don't have enough time in the day, or it is endless. The list of rationalizations that we will give ourselves as a reason for not doing the thing. But I just am here to remind you that you got to catch it in its its tracks when it's happening and notice it's like, oh, like that's what it is. This is literally my resistance in action. And the only way to combat it is to show the fuck up anyways. Obviously, if you've been along the ride with kiki's meadow you know that my slogan is show the fuck up because that's really i think the only thing that can really combat the resistance is just exercising that ma- muscle of showing up anyways and doing the work and sitting down and making it happen even if the first entire session doesn't end up feeling good eventually you're getting to the point where it does feel good because you've broken through the threshold of resistance Uh, here's another little quote that i thought was really special as well around resistance and healing remember the part of us that we imagine needs healing is not the part that we create from that part is far deeper and stronger the part that we create from cannot be touched by anything that our parents did or society did that part is unsullied uncorrupted soundproof waterproof and bulletproof in fact, the more troubles we've got, the better and richer that part becomes. And I really thought that it would be great to include that in this, um, in this podcast today because I think that also can really push past against all these ideas of like this endless need to heal and become whole before we do the thing or do anything, you know? And I think that it's like this balance is like, yeah, like when it comes to your inner subconscious work, like that is such a necessary and really important part of breaking through to your next level version of yourself. But that does not mean that you cannot create. That does not mean that you can make massive, huge wins in creations even before you are 100% healed because... That doesn't exist. There's, you're never gonna get to the point where you're done. You know, it's like that, in my opinion, is what life is. We're just constantly expanding and up leveling and becoming new and better versions of ourselves. And every single new version of ourselves is gonna have another layer of shit going on that we're gonna have to uncover and work through and heal. But it doesn't have to feel like this sticky, scary, like unending healing process. It can feel like fun and it can feel like just this endless, beautiful journey of becoming and knowing once you really get it into your mind that you don't need to finish quote unquote anything before you get started is so empowering because I think that people get really caught up in that endless cycle of like, well, like I just need to do this, you know, figure this out a little bit more and heal this part of myself and then, then I'll be able to fully start so i love this quote because it kind of just inspired um that part of ourselves where it's like hey a lot of the good shit that needs to come out of us comes from that unhealed part of ourselves you know so use it (laughs) use use whatever within you is unhealed as a part of your art and through the transmuting into your creations is i think a lot of the times where a lot of the releasing comes around what needs to be healed and obviously it's a nuanced conversation and there's lots of different ways that you can go about it but at the end of the day, I feel like this quote really just goes to just empowering us to know that we don't have to wait for anything. We can start now. We can start today because that is what is going to get us on the path to our ultimate healing and becoming, you know, of that ultimate version of ourselves that we are in the pursuit of. So my next quote here is about how a professional does not take failure or success personally. The professional self-validates. She is tough-minded. In the face of indifference or adulation, she assesses her stuff coldly and objectively. Where it fell short, she'll improve it. Where it triumphed, she'll make it better. She'll work harder. She'll be back tomorrow. And I personally really needed to hear this paragraph again, because I think that, for example, for the first sentence, the professional self-validates. Number one, having that like integrity within your being that you do not need external validation to validate the work that you're doing. It has to be good enough on your terms and now that's a little bit complicated because another philosophy that i really believe in is that our art is not meant for us to enjoy it's meant to for us to create and put it out into the world but you can't you can't be judging yourself based if it does good or bad you got to judge it on the fact that you created it period and that you did the best that you could and you're going to continuously keep improving it because it's an endless cycle to feel like we are tying our worth to the experience and respect or validation of people around us or on the internet. Um, so you need to be able to detach from that. You need to be able to detach from how many views or reads or downloads or whatever the hell that your work is getting. You have to be able to create that boundary and do it anyways, and be able to feel an integrity with the work that you did and take that constructive criticism and improve upon it, but not need everyone around you to validate you for you to keep doing your work because if not you're never going to succeed because if not it's going to be debilitating trying to move forward when something didn't quote unquote do good enough now another quote i have here is a professional endures adversity the professional keeps his eye on the donut and not on the hole he reminds himself that it's better to be in the arena getting stomped on by the bull than to be up in the stands or out in the parking lot i love this one i think that this is such a beautiful one because i feel like it really just talks on the the fact that like you're gonna you're gonna reach some uncomfortable moments when you're going after big beautiful things when you're going after your dreams or big goals or whatever it is that you're going after that means you're gonna hit a lot of highs and a lot of lows but how he says that it's better to be in the arena, getting stomped by the bull than it is to be up in the stands or out in the parking lot. It is just so real because you do not want to live a life unlived with not being able to tap into your potential, you know, ending your life and looking back being like, why didn't I go for it? Why didn't I start that business? Why didn't I, you know, go for that relationship? Or why didn't I push myself to go experience what life has to offer? You know, it's like, it is better to be in the arena getting stomped on by the bulls than it is to not even try because it's a hell of a lot more uncomfortable and boring to live a life just being in that state of like the what if than it is to actually go for it and do it and getting comfortable with like the ups and downs and the, and the, and the, the, the pull and the, resistance that it takes to really stretch yourself into that next level because it's just so much more exciting and fulfilling and purposeful than to not do it at all like i don't know i really do believe that like our what we are meant to do in this world is to really push ourselves and grow into what we're capable of becoming and you got to make that decision you have to make that decision for yourself that you are ready to go for it so I think I might, I think I might call the episode around now. I know it's a very short one, but um, I don't know. These are just my favorite little moments from the book that I wanted to keep this one short and sweet to really be able to like take this episode and run with it, you know, and have this episode be the sign that you needed to fucking go for it, just show the fuck up. And the homework assignment that I have for everyone today is. Really start meditating on what you're the most afraid of. Like, what really scares you, you know? Like, what within you, when you think about it, gives you that feeling of like, ugh... And just think about that, you know, and think about why, why does it scare you so much? Is it because it's literally what you're meant to do and it's showing you what you're capable of? And the fear maybe comes from the fact that you know that you're standing on the other side of your potential and you're, you're in that waiting period before you take that leap. And the fear and the tenseness and the contrast of the feelings is just showing you the difference of where you are now and where you're capable of going. And then the second part of the homework is, Choose one thing that freaks you out and do it. Like, what is that one thing that's giving you the most resistance, you know, around the business or creation that you're building right now? Like, what around it feels the scariest? And my challenge for you this week is to do the thing, you know, like maybe it can be something smaller, but choose something that still gives you that little uneasy, queasy feeling and do it. And let me know how you feel after the fact, because I promise you it's going to feel pretty good. Well, thank you everybody for joining in the Meadow today, for being a part of the book club. Uh, Like I said, this is a short one, but I think that I've been trying to lean more into the shorter episodes because I feel like, I think it helps with things feeling more digestible and it really can help, you know, like push you to actually just make a move afterwards, you know? Um, So yeah, another little reminder, if anybody has left a review for the Meadow or will leave a review for the meadow, let me know, send me a DM on Instagram or email me at hello at kiki'smeadow.com, And I will send you a little personalized meadow notebook for you to journal with. Um, yeah, it's been super fun sending out these little gifts to people who, who leave a review. Cause I know it's, it's just so meaningful to, when you take, to take time out of your day to actually do that. So I just really wanted to send my thank you and a little love letter along with it and if you haven't already downloaded my free magnetic morning routine ritual I highly recommend that you check it out. I will also add it into the show notes below. Um, And the juiciest part of it is my free meditation, my morning mantra meditation that I created for myself actually a couple years ago that changed my fucking life. Um, I have a whole episode on the uh, episode before this one, I think it's 29, around how much that meditation changed my life. And it is just so exciting that I get to offer it to you guys today. So please don't forget to check it out. It's free. You can just download it in the link below. And yeah. So thank you guys again so much. This has been a really fun little book club moment. Let me know if you guys enjoy these book club Kiki's Meadow book club episodes and I'll keep doing more. I think they're pretty fun. And, um, so yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. I will talk to you later.